Hello, everybody, and welcome to a brand new edition of Hooked on Sports. This is episode number one sixty nine of the podcast. My name is John Flynn. Thank you, sir, very much for tuning in once once again this week. And this is quite an interesting setup for me because I, I'm I'm using another device to record my uh record my voice tonight. So this is certainly uncharted territory for me. But Nonetheless, we have a lot of, of things to get into this week. And before we get into this, my name is John Flynn, and you can follow me on Twitter at John Flynn, uh, John Flynn 97, and on Instagram at Jay Flizzy. You can follow uh, the podcast on Twitter and on Instagram at hooked underscore on sports. So this way you can get the latest information on on everything that's going on in the world of sports. So... This is going to be a simple podcast today. Three topics today. Making our official predictions for the NBA Finals. We're going to be making our official predictions for the NHL Eastern Conference and Western Conference Finals. And we are going to do a my first comprehensive look of the 2022 NFL season. Because today, May 31st means that we are exactly 100 days away from kickoff on September the 8th between the Buffalo Bills and the Super Bowl champion LA Rams. So three, those, those three things are going to be on the docket today. So without any further ado, let's start, let's start by discussing the NBA Finals. So we got a Jim Dandy of a matchup for uh, for the NBA Finals between the Golden State Warriors and the Boston Celtics, and 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 th- these are two teams that definitely deserve their way to get into the NBA Finals. They they they, they deserve uh, the, this chance because if if you look at the paths that Golden State and Boston took. Let's let's think of the teams the the Warriors faced. First of all, they they defeated the Denver Nuggets with with Nikola Jokic. They then defeated John Morant and the Grizzlies, and then they disposed of Luka Doncic and the um, Dallas Mavericks in the Western Conference Finals. The Celtics, meanwhile, took down the Nets in a four game sweep. And then they took down uh, the Milwaukee Bucks and the Miami Heat each in seven game classic series, and and, and that that's where uh, where they are in the finals. And you you can make you we sh- we should have known we should have picked up a, a couple of signs for the Golden State Warriors of, uh, at the start of the season because the big question uh, around the NBA this uh, going into the season was what's going to be the, the status of Clay Thompson. Throughout the course of the season, and for 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 much of the first half of the season, Clay Thompson was not going to play. The war the Warriors wisely decided to uh, to ease him back into the action, and 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 without Clay Thompson, the Warriors had one of the best records in the NBA. They were uh, they were so they they started uh, twenty eight and six uh, to to start uh, to start the season so, somewhere. Uh, along those lines, because remember we were all we were all thinking about uh, the 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 potential collision clash between the Warriors and the Suns in the Western Conference Finals. That never happened. The Suns lost in Game Seven 
in the second round to the Dallas Mavericks. So, um, um, but, but, but the way, uh, the, but the Clay Thompson injury allowed guys like Jordan Poole and Andrew Wiggins to, uh, to step up and, and show that they're, they're a part of the NBA and they're going to be part of the, of the Warriors both now, uh, now and in the future. So, this, so, so really the, the injuries are, uh, could, could be a, a good thing because it, it's a, a chance for, uh, a a team like the Warriors to to showcase their depth, and as long as they had one of the one of the greatest defenders of this generation in Draymond Green, and and perhaps and the greatest shooter of this generation in Steph Curry on the same team, uh, helping out in leadership uh, positions uh, in, in with that that that's what really captivated Golden State and and it, and it didn't matter uh, that when, when they struggled uh, without Draymond Green uh, during during uh, during January and February the, the Warriors ha- have that championship DNA that that they've insisted from the moment Steve Kerr took over and 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 the the years where Steph Curry Clay Thompson and Draymond Green were were um, we're all starters, and each of the six years they've they've had those they've they've been to the NBA Finals, and the the Warriors have never lost a, a playoff series under Steve Kerr against the against the Western Conference teams. The only the only two losses were were against uh, were in the NBA Finals, and and, and give give Golden State a lot of credit that the the Golden State uh, we we knew they were going to be back in the conversation. Going uh, going into the season when with, with the pending return of Clay Thompson, which which would free up uh, st- uh, things for Steph Curry and and Draymond Green, and now Jordan Poole's uh, becoming a uh, uh, becoming a a unicorn of his own, and Andrew Wiggins stepping up on the bench. Also, by the way, the uh, the, the Warriors are gonna, uh, are going to be getting Andre Iguodala and Gary Payton back from from injuries just in time for the finals and and th- that's certainly a huge deal when when you think about it from a Golden State Warriors perspective so I I I give the Warriors uh, so so much praise and I'll give and, and the nuggets of jubilation are are, are there for the taking so just, so they, so they defeated um, they defeated the uh, the two uh, the two time defending NBA MVP Nikola Jokic. They 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 took down a top ten player in in in, in John Morant, and they took down a top five player in Luca. And so and, and with with all the talents they had, and Luca had had incredible numbers even in defeat and. Of of and and the Warriors were still able to overcome that, and we, which was best noted for the twenty point comeback uh, that they they achieved in Game Two, and so where where the, where the Mavericks were just shooting the lights out uh, in the first in in the first twenty minutes of the game, and the Warriors came back, and and that that's a a sign of the championship pedigree that that's been uh, that that's uh, prevalent with the Golden State Warriors, so. I give the Warriors so so, so much um, praise for that, and and look, this this is this is part of the growing legacy of Steph Curry, and now this is their sixth Finals. The, uh, Steph Curry hasn't has two MVPs, and he's been in six Finals, and the, and and only not not only a few other players are in, in that same category where Steph Curry is, and and Steph 
has at least seven, eight years left of his of his historic NBA career. So, so we're we're gonna at some point we're gonna have to come into uh, come into realization that we're just gonna have to appreciate Steph Curry for for the greatness that he is, and and everybody knew he he he, he had he had a, a, an incredible amount of raw talent when when he he took Davidson to the Elite Eight in the NCAA's in in two thousand eight. So I I, I give the uh the, the Warriors credit for uh, for picking uh, picking him up in the NBA draft and and allowing them to build a really a dynasty around them and the, the last two years were some were 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 not uh, a part of the schedule because of the injuries to Clay Thompson the departure of Kevin Durant and 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 the, and the Warriors, uh, with with all all things considered, are are, are that that team with that that you 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 look at, uh, where where they are and six finals in eight years. The only other teams that to do that in such a stretch were the Celtics, the Lakers, and the Bulls. And and you think of of the players that are on those teams, Bill Russell, um. So the the Bill Russell Bob Cousy led Celtics in in the fifties and sixties. You uh, you look at. Um, it's because I think the Lakers did it in the '60s and '70s with Jerry West, and and of course in the '90s with the Bulls, six titles in eight years, and and this could be Golden State's fourth championship in in eight years. So, uh, so I I that that's gonna be an incredible thing to see for for the Warriors when they tip off on Thursday night. Now let's go over to the Boston Celtics. That that was a tremendous, uh, a, 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 a tremendous uh, season for the Celtics because because if if you looked at the at the way the Celtics played the first half of the season, they 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 were nothing resemblant of a playoff team. But so but the, but that that but when when they started getting a lot better defensively, when when they started getting back to what 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 they do best, and that's defend the basketball. That's when everything turned around for the Celtics, and yeah, and and you, and you look at Robert Williams who who stepped up. He's taking his game to another level. Al Horford uh, is is back, and he's and he's provided a much needed presence. I mean, on the defensive side of the basketball, and both both of those came up huge in Game Seven of the Eastern Conference Finals in Miami. That that they they needed someone to to uh, to um slow down Jimmy Butler enough to 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 win uh to to uh, uh to hold off late charges and and I, and I think Game Seven is a prime example of that. The Celtics did not play did not play well. Jason uh did not play great form. Jason Tatum was good, not great. Al Horford was good, not great, and 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 the and the Celtics were not on their A game. Found a way to win an elimination game and and a game seven on the road in a tough environment like like Miami. So, so Jason Tatum, I I at twenty three years old, this is his fifth season. This is his first finals, and 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 this was a, a team that that really built their entire roster around the draft, and, and they hit on so on on a lot of their picks. When you look at Marcus Smart, you look at Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, all those guys have have, have contributed in, in some form, and and we we saw signs of that when. When the Celtics took LeBron, uh, LeBron James, seven games in the Eastern Conference Finals, when Jason Tatum was just a rookie. Now, it's a, it, it was a, it was a series the Celtics should have won. 
So I'd be, I'd be given given how awful the roster was about LeBron, but that but that game was all about LeBron and and him being the greatest to ever play the game in in, in my view. So, so then, so then, and this has been a franchise of of what ifs uh, because this is the because they appeared in. In four conference finals in the last ten years, two um and two of them went uh, to game sevens with where they lost and and both both times were were by LeBron forty five point point performances in Boston that that doomed the Celtics at the end and 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 the Celtics came close to get having something similar at the, the way Jimmy Butler dropped forty seven points in game six and. and and Boston, they were clearly the better team of the series. They, 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 they had a lot more guys step up in big spots than Miami did. You look at, and, 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 and I said on Sunday night on my Instagram story that if any of PJ Tucker, Max Struess, and Victor Oladipo showed up, uh, if for, for, for the Heat on Sunday night, the chances are the result of that game would have been a lot different. So credit the Celtics where where credit is due, but if if the Eastern Conference Finals version of the Celtics shows up in the NBA Finals, they're 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 just they're just going to be dead on arrival. The, the the Celtics have to play, be a lot more efficient and a lot more consistent on on, on both the offensive and defensive sides of of, of the basketball. So, so so what is what does that mean? Limiting the turnovers, but Miami clearly. Was the inferior team and and, and game three, so Boston lost the turnover battle by fifteen and they only lost by six. So the so the turnovers have to uh, have to come down. The then so that Tatum's gonna ha- gonna have to start gonna have to shoot. Jalen Brown's gonna gonna need to make some plays and and, and Al Horford is is gonna have to play uh, play some strong defense and and Horford's done that. Robert Williams uh it, it needs to be. So uh, in top two defensive four, like like we've seen from him all season, and, and and I think this this could be one heck of a series. Now Boston get, uh, it has a better chance, uh, has a better gives themselves a better chance to defeat the Golden State Warriors than the Miami Heat does to defeat the Golden State Warriors. So uh, so it, this this series is going to be full of uh, of uh, of really really strong players. And, and when when you think of uh, when you think of uh, the 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 path they took, I, m- I mentioned the teams, but 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 how how about the, this this uh, this uh, swath of stars that that they each side has had to overcome combined? They they had to defeat KD, Giannis, Jimmy Butler, Luka, Ja, and uh, and um, Nikola Jokic. You you can make the case that five of the top ten players in the NBA are on that list, and you can make a case that five of the top eight players in the NBA are, are on this list. Def- definitely four. De- definitely four. When when you look at Giannis, KD, Luka, and uh, and um, Jokic. Yeah, and, and and then then you can debate a job uh for for what it's worth. So, but but the the, the single fact that so that be, be, beating other superstars to, to get uh, to th- in in three different teams, yeah, I, that totally deserves a, a chance to play for a championship uh, uh, four four days away of um four, four wins away from a championship. So. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Th- I think Golden State has the DNA. Pet- uh, has the DNA uh, ne- needed to win win games in June. So, 
I, I, I'm going to make my official prediction. It's going to be a, it's going to be a really good series. I think so. You, you're you're going to have, you're going to have some great performances from, uh, from Jason Tatum and and Al Horford and and Marcus Smart throughout throughout the course of the series. So, but but I but I think the defensive prowess of of Draymond Green and the perimeter shooting, I think that that's going to be the difference maker for the Warriors. So, give me the Warriors to win their fourth championship in eight years. I'll take the Warriors to win in six games over the Boston Celtics in the NBA Finals. Alrighty, so the conference finals are now set around the National Hockey League. And we've got a tremendous, tremendous Final Four uh, coming at you starting tonight with the Western Conference Finals between the Colorado Avalanche and the Edmonton Oilers. And this is a matchup I've been waiting for in in, in a conference final setting uh, ever since the, uh, the moment we've heard of the greatness of Nathan McKinnon and Connor McDavid. These are arguably the two best players in the National Hockey League, and they're going to go head-to-head in the Western Conference final starting tonight. And if you're a hockey fan, if, if you if you are someone that, that just appreciates greatness, th- this this series it w- was made uh, for fans like you because... Because this Colorado Avalanche team has been trying for so many years to to get over the proverbial hump of of not 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 making it to the conference final, and this is their first one in twenty years. And if you are an Avalanche fan, you've got to be stoked about about this. You've got to be energized about this because because this this Colorado Avalanche team has it all with 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 um. With, with with great great defensive play with great physical play and 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 just some some of the names that are that are on this team when when you look at um the the, the um Colorado Avalanche uh, it, and it's it all starts with 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 make, making someone believe that that, that this team uh, can, can go can go a, a long way so and 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 really begins obviously with uh with with McKinnon, but you got Ratanen who has been excellent. He had fifty six assists the other season, had ninety two points uh to to lead everybody. Makar has been great. Kadri has been great. Burakowski has been really solid and uh, too, and and then then of course the goaltending by Darcy Kemper. A a two point five four goals against average, a nine twenty one save percentage. He's he's going to be, uh, on the ropes here for um for Colorado. So so this Avalanche team is great because it's not just McKinnon uh, that that really defines of defines his team. But it's it's the collective combination of everybody around him that 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 make make him so dangerous and it could be they can do things on so many different levels. But so but but that that's where we are from a from an avalanche standpoint. In regards to the Oilers and and this is really the Connor McDavid Leon Dreisaitl show and and and, and this this dynamic duo has has been the most dominant line in the entire National Hockey League all season long, and Connor McDavid 123 points, Drysaddle 110. So the, 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 this duo just just simply does it all, and 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 they're the reason why 
so what why the Oilers are are in in this spot and and ha- and having Connor McDavid have having the postseason he's had with tw- with twenty six points in twelve games that 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 is just incredible stuff and that the thing things the National Hockey League hasn't seen in the Stanley Cup playoffs in 30 years, and, and he's facilitating the entire offense, and, and he's ma- ma- making a, a lot of uh, a lot of good things happen for, for this team. So, I'm going to pick the Colorado Avalanche to win this series in in, in seven games. I, I think... So um, I I think the 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 presence of McDavid and Drysaddle and the way McDavid has elevated his game in the postseason I I think is why I I think Edmonton has a chance here. But I I picked Colorado preseason to win the Stanley Cup. I I I've set set all season they're the best team in in the, in the National Hockey League, and so I expect. Uh, the the, uh, the uh, avalanche to uh, to to get uh, to get get the job done and and go to the first Stanley Cup Finals in in twenty one years. So I'll, I'm going to take the Colorado Avalanche to win in seven games. Now, how about the this Eastern Conference Final? And it is going to be a tremendous tremendous matchup between the Tampa Bay Lightning. And the New York Rangers. Wow. Wow. What an incredible series win for the Rangers. Uh, dethroning the Carolina Hurricanes in uh, in authoritarian style in Game 7 last night. And, and th- th- that game just had the feel. Of, of, of right right from the get-go and right right after the way game six ended with, with the momentum the Rangers get carried over into game seven and, and it, it was just a remarkable show and just has been great the that everyone's now now contributing and and this is the dangerous part now if, if you're if if you are the Tampa Bay lightning here because the, the Rangers are a team that so, so that the real really has three things go, going for them that they 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 are very confident they have a track record of success and they have nothing to lose and you can argue they have the better goaltender uh um uh in, in this match in in this matchup and that so, and and you can say with with between Shostak and Vasilevsky I think there's going to be a lot. Of uh, of of intense games that I think every every game is going to come down to the final to the final few minutes here, with 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 Shostak and and Vasilevsky. That's going to be the main matchup in in this series. The, the goaltenders and you can, and and that that needs to be noted here. But some uh, but 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 how about the, uh, the contributions from Adam Fox, who, who who really set the tone in Game Seven against Carolina on the road. Mika Zibanejad uh, has been excellent. Our, our Panarin w- was showed up for the Car- for the Carolina series after being a double agent for much of the Pittsburgh series. So, uh, so I, I'm doing a lot of uh, a, a lot of uh, contributions uh, from from all, all from all across the uh, the board here. So, and then, of course, Shesterka, even though his goals against average has increased from the regular season, that 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 he has a 9.26 save percentage in the Stanley Cup playoffs, and 
and and he he gives the Rangers every chance to believe and and, and this is what what Rangers fans just should be thinking of and 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 if you're a Rangers fan, you've got to be stoked about this. Now, th- th- this should not have come as a surprise, some uh f- for for anybody, uh, g- given the way the Rangers ex- uh, executed the rebuild. Some, but but this, this, th- this this if the, Ra- the Rangers season is already a success. No matter what happens in the conference final. Now, obviously, that th- there could be a, there could be a, a a dramatic chance for the Ra- uh, that they could blow here. But I'm I'm not gonna get 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 rid of myself for uh for for, for that. But so but 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 the Rangers ha- have a chance to, to to do something that that no New York team was able to do the last three years, and that was defeat the Tampa Bay Lightning in the Eastern Conference Finals. And if you are an Islanders fan, you you need to hear this inconvenient truth right now. The New York Rangers have a better chance at beating the Tampa Bay Lightning than the New York Islanders ever had under Barry Trotz. That is an inconvenient truth that that must be told for for, for every New York hockey fan. So because because you can because uh, the Rangers are, are much are a better offensive team uh, uh, than the Islanders were the last couple of seasons. The 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 Rangers have. A better, a better goaltending than the than the Islanders have the last couple of years. So, so, so I think this series is going to go seven games, but but I think the Tampa Bay Lightning will will barely squeak by on the road and use their championship medal and championship DNA and and, and execute it for the for the Stanley uh, for the, for their chance to to threepeat and go to the Stanley Cup finals but it, it, but you you can really, this is really a flip of the coin series because um, among all the, uh, the 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 playoff series that, that I've picked this is this one is the single toughest playoff series to pick because uh, because there's going to be uh, it is as unpredictable as it gets because the, 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 there are outside factors that we don't know about that are going to determine the outcome of the series. So, so if you're a Rangers fan, buckle up, Buttercup. If you are the Tampa Bay Lightning, buckle up, Buttercup. Make sure you do not estimate uh, this this New York Rangers team because this Rangers team really has it going on. So. So this and this is where you gotta love sports, and this is where if you are a hockey fan, you have to love the Stanley Cup playoffs because I think this series is gonna go seven games either way. But but I'm gonna pick Tampa. I'm gonna pick Tampa. I I can't. I I just won't pick against Tampa. I mean, in in the conference final, um, I, I unless it was against Carolina because Carolina was was my pick preseason to represent the East in the Stanley Cup. They're out. Their season was a failure, and 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 and, and, and that, that that's why it's going to be uh, a series unlike anything uh, the Garden uh, Garden has seen in the past tw- past twenty seasons. So buckle up, Buttercup. It's going to be a lot of fun if you are. A hockey fan. Now, for those of you who are probably probably were paying attention the last couple of weeks, that the, the the NFL schedule came out while I was away due to technical difficulties. So, I'm going to be giving you a comprehensive look at at the, my favorite things that I saw on the NFL schedule or go, go, going in, into the season because today, May thirty first. 
means that we are 100 days away from the start of the NFL season. So I so I have takes and my takes have have takes. So the, the, these are some of uh, the highlights that, that that I saw on the schedule when when it came out. So the, the so the first thing that I looked at well, who the Rams are going to open their season against. I had uh, the, the the Rams opening against the Bills because uh, because of, of the nature of, of the Bills. So th- they're going to open up on September 8th. The next thing I looked at was the uh, the games in the AFC West that are going to be uh, contested heavily. And with that, I'm looking at, uh, looking at everything. And there are 12 division matchups. And you got the Raiders, the Chargers, the Broncos, and the Chiefs. So, so, so my favorite games... Of 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 that that caliber on the schedule, uh, so I looked at Raiders Chargers Week One at SoFi Stadium. I looked at um, Week Two Chargers at Chiefs Thursday Night Football on Amazon Video. So the the first game ever of uh, of that caliber. Um, game uh, the Week Five. You got the Raiders and the Chiefs on Monday Night Football. You got. Broncos Chargers week six on Sunday night uh, on on Monday night football excuse me and then the Chiefs and the Broncos week fourteen on Sunday night football so each team is gonna have a sp- a, a um, splurge of primetime activity this season and I think the Broncos uh, and, and I think it's gonna be a, a dandy of a show. This is the most uh, the, the most competitive I've seen a division in, in in a really long time. I'm thinking 15 years since I've last seen a division that that this tough and competitive. So, so it speaks volumes of about about that. There, um, I looked at the Thanksgiving schedule. You got the Bills and the Lions. You've got. The Giants and the Cowboys, the first time the Giants have played in Big D on Thanksgiving in 30 years. And then the Patriots and the Vikings rounding out the action on NBC. And then how about Christmas Day? You have the Packers and the Dolphins. That's going to be a, tre- a tremendous matchup. You, you've got the, uh, the, the, the um, late afternoon game between... The Denver Broncos and the LA Rams. That's going to be a, a show. Russell Wilson going up against uh, against the Rams. You got the the Bucks and the Cardinals on Sunday Night Football. Uh, other things I looked at on the schedule are are, are games where uh, where um, it's uh, we got Russell Wilson going to Seattle. That's going to be the first Monday Night game for Joe Buck and Troy Aikman over over on ESPN. So, and 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 that and those those I think are are were the things I really looked at the most throughout the course of of the of the schedule when when I first saw it um, nineteen days ago. So what I did over the course of the weekend was pick every single game, all two hundred seventy two games, and and the these were part and these is this is the the um. The comprehensive NFL preview that I I came up with. So well, let let's start by looking at the NFC East. I think this is going to be a division between Dallas and Philadelphia. Dallas, I have at eleven and six. I have Philadelphia 
I have winning a, a going eleven and six. I have Dallas winning the division because of the better division record. Washington, I think, can win some games with Carson Wentz. I think Carson Wentz is an upgrade over what they have, but Carson Wentz doesn't seem like he's the quarterback that can take the Commanders to the promised land. And then the Giants, so they're, they're still recovering from the mess that Dave Gellman and Joe Judge left behind. So I think that, I do think they're going to go seven and ten, and I think that's part. Of a uh, of a week schedule from week seven through eleven, they are at Jacksonville. They are at Seattle. They have a bye week, and then they're, they're home uh, home against the Texans and the Lions. I have all four of those games circled uh, circled in as victories. So I, I that's uh, that's how I think the Giants going to get to seven games uh, and seven wins, and and this is going to be the first year, and we can actually say the Giants should be excited with Brian Dable as the new head coach for the Giants. Now, let's let's go over to the NFC North. I have the Packers going 12 and 5. And um and which doesn't surprise which shouldn't surprise many people because they still have Aaron Rodgers, but what this season is going to come down to for the Packers is that their ability to run the football with Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon and, and, and the defense that that Brian Gutenkus has very has done a nice job of doing over the course of the last couple of seasons. They, they they've had some excellent draft picks throughout the course of 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 the of the um uh, of of the last few years, and they added a couple of. Of, of of excellent defensive players in the first round of of the draft, so so which will certainly add in because they they needed someone to uh, to, uh, to to replace uh, um the departing stars on there. Now is Christian Watson going to be the answer? Do I expect Christian Watson to have a Devontae Adams esque season? Probably not, but but will, will will he do enough to get get the Packers to uh to to one of the top records in in the NFC? I think that 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 could be a, a, a that could be something that could be said, especially looking looking at that wide receiver boom. It doesn't look particularly great. Now, how about the NFC South? It's going to be a two team race between the. Then be, be, between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the New Orleans Saints, and I, I, I have Tampa going twelve and five, New Orleans going ten and seven. I think the Saints are a playoff team with Jameis Winston as their quarterback. People forget this: the Saints started five and two with Jameis Winston as their starting quarterback. They had a really bad loss in, in the middle against the Giants, which I, I attribute that loss as the one that kept the Saints out of the playoffs last year. So, uh, but 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 the the Saints a- a- added Chris Olave in the draft to replace Michael Thomas, and and they and they and they um make make sure uh, that that the defense is is still uh still at top notch. So I think this is all roses here for Dennis Allen in in his first season as the coach of the New Orleans Saints. Meanwhile, the Falcons don't have any expectations. The Carolina Panthers, I uh, I think, got a really bad draw this year. And I think that's going to impact uh, the, the the job security of Matt Rule. But the, the, Matt Rule is the only coach in the NFL that hasn't made the playoffs um, the, the last two seasons, and, and is and is still employed and and is, is still has a job. So there's going to be a lot of pressure on Matt Rule, and and I think and I think David Tepper is no no nonsense not nonsense not no nonsense attitude. I think. 
is is going to eat Matt Rule alive, and I don't think Matt Rule is going to be lasting much longer for the Carolina Panthers, unfortunately, for, for them. Now, how about the NFC West? This is going to be a fun division to watch as the season goes along. You got the Rams, the 49ers. The Cardinals are going to be under a lot of pressure this season. Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray are going to be under a lot of pressure. DeAndre Hopkins is suspended the first six games. And I have the Cardinals going two and four. And that stretch, and I don't think, uh, and that's not going to be enough for the Cardinals to make the playoffs. I have the Rams going eleven and six with with all the talent that they have. And before you say whoa, the, the Rams are, are are only have six losses. Have you not looked at their schedule? They they have to play everybody from the AFC West. They have to play everybody. They have to play Tampa. They got to play New Orleans. They got to. Uh, they got to play San Francisco twice, and Kyle Shanahan has had the, the Rams number in the regular season. And if it wasn't for 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 a gym, for an interception uh, that that should have been caught, maybe Kyle Shanahan wins three games against Sean McVay in the same season. So that's not going to be easy by any stretch of the imagination. Now San Francisco. I think whether they start Trey Lance as the quarterback or Jimmy Garoppolo, depending on what what's the the solution is going to be for the 49ers, I still think that they're going to win at least ten games. I I'm going to put them on the lower end of the stick because I think the quarterback is the year. But 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 you look at the offense, you look at the running attack, you look at the defense, you look at. So if you look at uh, their, their ability uh, to convince Debo Samuel to not get traded and, and, and to stay. That's a big deal. So, so I think the 49ers are, are, are a shoo-in to, fill, uh, to win 10 games. But that, that number is going to go up if the quarterback play for San Francisco improves. And then Seattle, I, I is they're gonna start a, 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 a they started a rebuild this, this season with the Russell Wilson trade. I think they're gonna be a five win team at best. So so I I'm gonna uh, give Seattle. I'm a little I might be a little bit generous here with Seattle, but n- n- nonetheless, I think Seattle's in for a long season. So let let's now go over to uh, to the AFC, and uh, this this is gonna be. Uh, an incredible, uh, incredible conference because you you can make the case for eleven or twelve teams to make the playoffs in the AFC, and I wouldn't be exaggerating any any bit. So let's start with the AFC East. I think the Buffalo Bills are going to have a tremendous season. Now, on this podcast last year, I said the Bills were going to go eleven and six, and their record eleven and six. So, so I I have them w- winning a couple of more games. I love the Von Miller signing. I I love the 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 addition of James Cook in the draft, I, and I Ken Dorsey their ability to to keep him on as the offensive coordinator after Brian Dable left for the Giants. That's a huge deal, and, and then then Josh Allen who uh, who was excellent. The, the last couple seasons, I I I think the Bills are are going to be uh, are going to be a, a fun team to watch. Now, season's not going to be a success for the Bills unless they go to the Super Bowl. Let let's make let's make sure we're clear on the Bills. The season's not a success unless they go to the Super Bowl. So 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 the the so there's going to be a ton of pressure on Sean McDermott, a ton of pressure on Ken Dorsey to, to, to get it done, but I, I, I like Ken Dorsey more than other people do, and, and, and as a quarterback whisperer, so 
I, I, so the bill, so the Bills are thirteen and four on my book. I have the Dolphins going ten and seven. I think the Dolphins are a team that that's going to make the playoffs. And 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 you look at the the entire new offense they have, complete, new new coach, new new scheme, new new play calling, new players. That the, the Dolphins needed that after. After um, missing out on the playoffs the last two years, despite having their defense play at a high level under Brian Flores and 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 Tua, I I think that him getting Tyree Kill is gonna be a, gonna be a huge deal for him because because you have you have someone else uh, to to complement Jalen Waddle at the wide receiver position and remember remember there was a there was a time where Jalen Waddle was the front runner to be the offensive rookie of the year last year over. Mac Jones and Jamar Chase. Yeah, I think I think some of us remember that. So I I, I think the Dolphins are going to win ten games. But now the New England Patriots got a really bad draw on on their schedule, and you can legitimately you can legitimately make a case. You can there is a legitimate path that the Patriots start the season zero and five. That 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 that's how I that's how I view the Patriots right now. I could see the New England Patriots winning as many games as the Jacksonville Jaguars at the end of the season. So that that might tell you something about about where we are in with with the Patriots and and all the bad drafting and all that. It, it, it's eventually going to come back to bite the Patriots hard. It did in twenty twenty, and then and then the Patriots had an off season splurge in twenty twenty one, and they made the playoffs. Then it got shellacked by the Bills in the wild card game. This this is a dangerous path to take if you are the New England Patriots, and, and I I don't think it's going to end well for this season for the Patriots. And then I have the Jets winning five games uh, at the bottom there. So I I think that this is going to be a, a another tough season for Zach Wilson and the Jets. Although I do think the Jets are going to be playing better. So but. Uh, but when 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 it when it comes to uh com- comes to the end, I think it uh, it, it comes it comes down to um, Zach Wilson's development uh, uh, and where it stands with with the with the top quarterbacks in the in the AFC. So, I I, I think the Jets are going to be on the short end of a lot of uh, of tough division matchups, especially especially if you look at the Jets schedule. That their their first uh, their first um four weeks they have Baltimore Cleveland Cincinnati and Pittsburgh. Ball, uh, week one at Baltimore, uh, home against the Ravens. Week two in Cleveland. Week three at home against the Bengals. Week four on the road against the Pittsburgh Steelers. That 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 that's gonna be. Uh, I think they can beat the uh, the Browns. We'll get to the Browns in a little bit, but th- there there is a legit possibility the Jets start the season one and eight. One and eight could be a legitimate, uh, legitimate starting point for the season when when you look at, well, when when you look at their schedule. So, it's it's going to be a, a long road ahead for for the Jets uh, to get back to prominence. Now let let's go to the AFC North, and this is going to be a tremendous tr- division, and and I think it start start to the top with. The Baltimore Ravens and the Cincinnati Bengals. The Ravens had a tremendous offseason. The Bengals had a tremendous offseason. I, I I think the, this the, the I think the the, the division uh the, the the four records in the division are going to be closer than people think because every AFC game uh, every AFC North AFC North game when you look at the Ravens Steelers and you look at 
Bengals, Browns, and the Browns when Deshaun Watson comes back. Uh, I I think the, the I think the the Browns got got uh, got the short end of the stick when, when, when looking at the schedule because we are under the assumption that Deshaun Watson is going to start the season on the, on the on the suspended list and uh, with with all the allegations and and him admitting to uh, to uh, to court or over the uh, last week that he did in fact. Uh, commit sexual uh, uh, sexual abuse uh, uh, actions against th- three of the women in trial. So I I think the Browns are, are going to finish in last place because of of the we don't know quotient about the quarterback position and 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 then the Browns also have uh, have a big Baker Mayfield mess on their hands as well because no nobody's going to be I don't think anybody's going to be trading for Baker Mayfield and. Anything that's something the the Browns are gonna have to be are gonna have to deal with throughout the course of the, the rest of the off season and during the regular season. So that that that's gonna be t- tough on, on that point. So I have Baltimore and Cincinnati both going eleven and six, but I have Baltimore winning the division because of the better division record. I have Cincinnati making the playoffs as a wild card right now. And remember, all of these things are subject to change. Say that I have the Steelers going eight and nine. I was thinking about uh, uh, thinking about uh, 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 giving them another win to give Mike Tomlin another winning season as coach of the Steelers, but I I just couldn't find a ninth win for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And then the Browns, I have them going seven and ten. Now, how about the AFC South? It's it's going to be a two a two man race between the. Indianapolis Colts and the Tennessee Titans and I and I don't have my sheet with me with me right now because I don't have my 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 computer with me but I know I have the Texans winning three games because because the Texans I think they're going to be the worst team in the NFL again this season and and but one thing the Browns do the Texans do have is 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 first round picks so so, so that that that's going to be a, a a good sign for them I have the um. Jacksonville Jaguars winning six games. I I think the Jaguars are gonna are are gonna be a better team compared to what they were last year. There's they're they're still a year or two away from from getting to the playoffs, but so but I I just I I think Doug Peterson is gonna get them to win six games, but I don't know if he's gonna be win, uh, they're gonna be winning much more. And and I didn't I don't love the Peterson hire, but certainly there was no place to go but up over what happened with Urban Meyer. And so. So, so, uh, so that remains to be seen from a Jaguars perspective. I have the Colts winning the division, and then I have Tennessee make, make, uh, t- Tennessee um, uh, missing out on the playoffs because you have a weakened offensive line, A.J. Brown gone, and Brian Tannehill is still the quarterback. And, 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 and I, I thought that there, there were some flukish wins for the Titans last year, and, and they were... Which which they were the one seed, so I, I I don't have the exact number on my on my hands right now, but with with the Titans right now, but I have the Titans winning, uh, winning eight or nine games, and I think that's gonna be that's gonna be a reasonable number for, for Tennessee, and and, and then the Colts I think are a team that could win ten or eleven games with, with with the fact that Matt Ryan is the quarterback, which is a major upgrade over. Carson Wentz. Matt Ryan is a pro's pro. He's a future Hall of Fame quarterback. I think. I think he's gonna get in. Um. So, so credit Matt Ryan for, for making Colts fans actually believe this time after failing the last couple of times with, 
with Carson Wentz and and Phil Rivers and uh, barely lost the playoff game to a thirteen and three Buffalo Bills team. But but I digress. Now, how about the AFC West? This, this is gonna be the, uh, this is gonna be the doozy of the entire NFL. And and I think the Denver Broncos are going to win thirteen games. And and, and I and I I'm gonna be, I I think the Broncos are are gonna be my Cinderella team this year because. So because you you look at the roster, the offensive line, the wide receivers, the defense, the coaching, uh, and and then they they had three of those uh, uh three of those things uh, right right there for the Broncos to take advantage of with with the incredible defense with the with a better offensive line and the the wide receivers they've drafted. Um, with with Jerry Judy, with Cortland Sutton, and Tim Patrick, and and and, and company, so so I think that's going to be great. And then they throw in Russell Wilson, and Russell Wilson is, to me is still a top five quarterback in the National Football League. And I'll give you some nuggets about Russell Wilson that that, that I think need 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 to be stressed here. So, so, so after the twenty fourteen season, the the, the Seahawks uh, famously uh, infamously traded their there's their uh, their starting center and their and their star center and popular team leader Max Unger to the to the New Orleans Saints to acquire Jimmy Graham and that 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 was the reason why the Seahawks have had a bad offensive line for so many years and and, and why the the Seahawks haven't played uh, past divisional Sunday since their since their last championship but in, in that stretch of time Russell Wilson has a sixty six percent completion percentage. 220 touchdowns, 61 interceptions, and a one and a passer rating over 100. Yeah, you, with a bad offensive line, you you think that's good? I I think it is. I think the the I think the Broncos have of all the ingredients uh, to win multiple playoff games this uh, this season, and 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 the, the Broncos made the trade they made. Um, and they designed it because uh, because they're a team that's going uh, going for it and trying to go for a championship this year. I uh, th- that that's that's how this is going to go. And and the trade's not going to be a success unless they win a Super Bowl. That that's uh, that that's the, the reality of this. So you, you can take all these expectations with a grain of salt, but if, if they don't deliver, it's it's it it, it it's not going to work for the Denver Broncos. Now I have the Chargers going twelve and five. And 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 I I have the Chargers in, in there because the offensive line is better. Uh, Justin Herbert in year three, Brandon Staley in year two as the head coach. So I I have those things in mind when it comes to the Chargers. The Chiefs I have at ten and seven, but I have them missing the playoffs because I think because of tiebreakers. Some but but the, the long term strategy is still there for, for for the Chiefs and I and I love their their drafts and I think Brand, Brett Beach deserves uh deserves a bow for that but so, but but I but I don't think there really uh, there should be any Super Bowl expectations for the Chiefs and then the Raiders get, give give them credit for making the playoffs last year and they went um. Uh, they won ten games, made the playoffs, but they had a minus point differential. I I love the Devontae Adams trade, so but I don't think. Uh, but I but I I I'm not a real fan of the Raiders, and I think the Raiders are going to be the fourth best team in the division when it's all said and done. And I think they're going to be locked out of of um the playoffs. 
So that's going to do it for this edition of Hooked on Sports. Thank you so very much for listening. This is John Flynn saying so long, and I'll be back here on the podcast next week. So long, everybody.